Hey, and welcome to Coffee Pods. Great to be back with you for another episode where we're looking at your urgent questions around the Christian healing ministry. And before we dive into our question, I'm just going to introduce myself and also Wes, who is going to be uh, part of the conversation. Hi. Today. How are you doing, Wes? Doing fine, Lisa. And who are you? And I'm Lisa. <laughs> For anyone who's not listened to this before. Um, so Wes, we're just going to have um, a short conversation around a big question that we've got through okay. and um, we'll see where it takes us. But the question is, how do I look after myself as a prayer minister? So quite a quick maybe easy question maybe not easy question I think we're gonna we're gonna uh, enter into this now and see where it will lead us but before we get going I did want to bring out a quote um from Henri Nguyen and he's written a book called The Wounded Healer which some people as you're listening you may have heard of it but he says that nobody escapes being wounded We're all wounded people, whether physically, emotionally, mentally or spiritually. And the main question is not how can we hide our wounds so we don't have to be embarrassed, but how can we put our woundedness in the service of others? When our wounds cease to be a source of shame and become a source of healing, we have become wounded healers. Mm. So maybe we could just pull that apart a little bit you know kick us off Wes yeah yeah I mean Henri Nguyen great uh quote and and great you know follower of Jesus and of course he you're right he is was the phrase you know the wounded healer out of his book it's interesting isn't it that we get this idea that the perfect Christian life looks as though I have literally just walked out of a fashion store and I've just had my hair done and my shoes are clean and my teeth shine and you know I'm absolutely perfect but actually as as Omri Newman points out um the Christian life is lived in the light of the stuff that's happened to us um, for which we we needed to find grace both grace in terms of the forgiveness and, and whatever and 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 grace in a sense I put it this way to live with the imperfections that we carry, and, and I'm not saying you know we should carry on sinning or anything like that. I'm not talking about that. But you know, um, if you break your leg um, and, and it's mended, right? There's, there's always a little line of a join or something. Do you know what I mean? In the bone, and and so we all carry, in a sense, the scars of life and everything else. But the glory of it is that um, God uses that and and you and uses us even in spite of it so in a sense i say the victorious christian life is putting one foot in front of another you know now and 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 that's how it works out but we do yeah we 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 minister to others even in the light of our own wounds and our own hurts yeah and i i imagine the well the amazing thing is is that what we're not doing is you know with our wounds although we're carrying them we're not ministering brokenness to other people you know we're not going around saying, oh I know how it feels I've experienced that too you know what we're doing it differently aren't we what's the difference yeah well of course the difference is that the Holy Spirit comes and and brings life even in the place where we can possibly feel you know we'd failed or we died yeah. you know it it's it, in in a way and, and I guess the whole thing is we we're not transferring our brokenness onto other people but in the place of brokenness we are allowing 
the the light of God to shine through the cracks, if you like, mm. and and bring light and life to others. But you know, the fact that I might be a, a miserable person, I'm not ministering that misery onto somebody else. <laughs> I'm I'm actually wanting the the joy of God to come and minister to people in 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 its place. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so when it comes to looking after ourselves, then um, I mean, we've just acknowledged that yes, we do carry our own wounds still. But how important is it to look after ourselves? Oh, great! You know, that's a question that I wish, in a sense, more clergy and more prayer ministers and actually more Christians would actually honestly sit down with a cup of coffee and reflect on. Yeah, how's important I look after myself? Because if you think about it, we are. We are the we are the living resource that God has on the earth. You know, he comes by his spirit. And what does he do? He inhabits us and he works through us. And so, you know, um, my, I used to have a guy in our church when Mary and I were leading um, a vineyard in Loughton. And um, he 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 used to if he saw me lifting up the bonnet of my car, he would rush out and say, what are you doing? You, you know nothing about cars. Stop it. What <laughs> needs to happen. And he, it was absolutely true. And of course, if eventually, if my car didn't get looked after, eventually it would stop. Yeah. Okay. So if we don't look after ourselves, eventually, whether physically, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, uh, and even in a sense mentally, uh, we're we're going to stop. And so it's really important that 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 we do that. And and it's really is it interesting that when Elijah is having a crisis, God does not send him to a meeting or a bible study <laughs> yeah okay what he says to elijah is you need to sleep yeah. i'll bring a meal along in a bit and when he's had that he says by the way you need to sleep again and i'll bring another meal along and and he doesn't actually say right you know we're going to sit down and talk about this he only does that after elijah has had an opportunity to recover yeah. and of course jesus it, Jesus goes in the, uh, up you know, the mountains and he finds the, the wilderness to be with the father. And, and, and some of the words that describe that, Lisa, are not just about getting the plan for the next day. Yeah, I see. They are, they are about being nourished by just that place of refreshment with the father and in God. And, and, and actually, that's absolutely true for us. It's so important that we, in order to be able to, to be of value to others in ministry, that we look after ourselves. Yeah, I agree. I heard of something the other day, and I do need to look into it a bit more because I, I just saw a, a very brief title, but it was called Compassion Fatigue. Mm. Oh, um, yeah. yeah so you know and and, and that's so um possible for people especially in sort of in ministry settings isn't it because you are you're just pouring out pouring out well of course and and it's uh it came out very strongly through the pandemic that um those in the health and caring services you know uh, uh, continued in the face of enormous compassion compassion fatigue yeah. people in care homes if you're caring for um, a relative you're you're the main carer people yeah. can get compassion fatigue which is why we have um respite care put in in you know in hospices so so those who are caring just don't burn out completely and go together i was talking to uh, someone just uh, this last weekend and just saying um isn't it interesting What's the difference between um, burning an oil lamp and burning a candle? And and the answer is well, 
nothing really they both give light and i said no if you burn a candle you burn the wick you actually burn the wick yeah. down if you burn an oil lamp you burn the oil not the wick mm. and actually in ministry we have to burn if if you like the oil that the spirit gives rather than the wick that we are otherwise we just burn out yeah absolutely and before i move on to the next question i just just reflecting i wonder if sometimes people find it hard to go to this point of finding rest um in god because of their personality you know i'm a fixer or i i am compassionate and i want to do this to help other people that you know we're not most of the time we're not um neglecting ourselves um it's it's come from a good heart hasn't it the Mm. reason it's yeah 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 it has and of course we feel guilty i know i you know if we're not if we're not doing something we're not helping somebody and and I know many clergy who feel guilty. You know, um, the joke is if you're if the vicar's car is parked outside his house, he's lounging around. You know, he's not out visiting people or whatever. And 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 we get the idea that we are more productive if we're constantly busy. But actually, yeah. the the reverse is true. That actually we are probably more productive when we have been refreshed and we are in a place to be a, a source of life for others and we're not ourselves yeah. struggling with compassion fatigue and wanting to give up That's so right. I, I i think they are important things yeah and and it's funny what you say about the the vicar's car um i read something the other day as well that said about we've got to stop mistaking people's free time for their available time so just because they're yeah. free it doesn't mean they're available but um when okay so this this point of looking after ourselves how frequently should we be making this this effort or this intention well it, it, the simple answer is as as often as you need it but actually the trouble is that that is so unbounded you know that that in the end and and the available time and free time people just eat up available time you know you're not doing anything um and so one of the key things is certainly in the context of prayer ministry we should look after ourselves after every time we've been involved in prayer ministry we should take time to release it all back to god Mm. we should um take time to be able to just uh unload it uh, with others not breaking confidentiality yeah but just just having them perhaps pray for us and uh refresh us um <clears throat> and and then of course the other thing is that after we've done that um we need to make sure that we we get the cup of tea time we get the time to sit down and just relax and be renewed mm-hmm. and uh, read a book or listen to some music or just walk you know and and let god refresh us and renew us because we are not machines we're we're human beings and therefore we need the nourishment just like we need food we need that spiritual refreshment that also is emotional and physical and mental yeah Um, you you know those times when you you do try to do something you think my brain's not working okay (laughs) yeah well actually that's that's very real because actually what it's saying is you need time to just get some air into your brain in air into your lungs you need some space to do it uh, and so I, I think you know after every ministry time with the people you're with you need to pray just be refreshed but after that you need to take some time for yourself just to sit or to do what refreshes you what renews you 
I play the cello. Well, I, I'm trying to play the cello. It just renews me. It's a refreshing. Yeah. The other thing, Lisa, is, and I, I've got to, you know, we keep pressing this on, but you have to hand the burdens over to God. Mm. None of us are, are big enough. We were not made to carry all the burdens that we encounter. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and only God is big enough to carry both the sins of the world and the burdens of the world and the prayers of the world and the needs of the world and the longings of the world we're not built for that and so in a sense though god allows us perhaps to encounter one or two or maybe in a meeting three or four or whatever actually we have to find a way at the end of it all to say father own the government is on your shoulders mm. not ours Mm. Only you can carry this. So I'm handing this over. And I've seen people literally in their hands. They said, Lord, I'm handing this over to you because only you can carry it. Otherwise, the sorrow sorrow of it can crush us. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, that I I think that's a very helpful thing to point out, Wes, because so often we'll finish a moment of ministry and then just move on to wherever we're going next whatever we're doing next and um it's it is really important isn't it and we do this Mm. as teams when we have our ministry moments here at acorn and at the hubs where the teams will then spend moments prior and after doing all these things that you've just mentioned and it's been really really good thing to do um Mm. but what, what are some other things sort of practical things those who are listening can do to look after themselves um you you you've got the first one you minister as part of team yeah, you know, you, you can do the odd one on your own if it's a friend, somebody you know. Mm. But actually, you know, you need a team. And one of the things I love about the Acorn Healing Hubs is we've got a WhatsApp, and all the needs come on. Um, you know, both personal and and in terms of the the ministry, come on the WhatsApp, and I, and I know that that the whole team are just praying. Yes, praying for an individual, praying for somebody who's going to pray for an individual. You know, and it's yeah. it's really great. So, um, you know, you pray for each other before, after be a team i think even though we are a team and and this is perhaps the challenge nobody nobody's going to look after the quality of your life except you yeah okay so you've got to take responsibility for the quality of your life and relationship with god and you've got to take responsibility for the quality and and uh of your life um in other things mm. you know so, for instance, you can't really blame the ministry if you've got a pile of washing at home that you, that's you that been there for three weeks and you haven't done it. Because at some point you've got to stop and say, I need some clean clothes. <laughs> and, and But actually, that's that's shepherding our humanity and our spirituality together. Mm. You, you know, you have to do that. You have to ensure that that the gift that God has given you of of a body and a mind are also renewed and refreshed so that you can do the things that he wants you to do. Um, And I think, so, you know, we do that after every session, but it's part of the life that we live now. Um, I do think managing our emotions is, is perhaps more important than we think. Um, You know, you can hear somebody's story and it can, you know, my mother used to say, can break the heart of a wheelbarrow. Where she ever got that from? No idea. But, um, you know, and, and some of the things you hear are, are sorrowful. They are sad. And maybe you've sat with somebody as they've wept. And of course, in that ministry moment, what you can't do 
is open your own floodgates and just let your emotions pour over them because that's not going to help them. Yeah. I've got a caveat in a minute, but I'll, I'll tell okay. you, you know, I know. But do you see what I mean? So whether it's frustration yeah. and, and anger or disappointment or sorrow or excessive joy, as prayer ministers, yes, we do have that. And, and and we've said that's why you have to hand it over to God at the end. But actually, I know you can't ever pray that over somebody else. Lord, this is so sad. God, you know, <laughs> I'm... it's not going to help the person. And so as prayer ministers, we do learn to and in preparation, we do learn to just manage our emotions. We need mm. to manage our thought life. Mm. Um, and we do learn. It, I, I got a picture, you know, um, you know, at the beach, you walk in and, and you, you paddle and it's at the ankles. Yeah. And 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 it, nothing happens. You walk in and it gets to the knees and you're OK. It's just splashing around. And <laughs> by the time you get up to the waist, you feel the movement of the sea. Yeah. to the point that a wave could knock you over if it was really strong. Have you noticed that as a child, that moment comes much earlier than it does for an adult? Mm. Okay. And mm. actually, as we grow in, in managing the anointing of the Holy Spirit, as we, we come to it, we, we become more adult in the fact that things that would have knocked us over yeah. don't knock us over now because we're able to stand. And I put it this way, whatever is happening on Pentecost, um, you know, they say you or you guys are all drunk and whether yeah. they were or not and, and whatever, um, whatever is happening. Peter is stone cold sober along with the other disciples because he preaches the sermon of his life. Yeah. And actually, if he was all over the place, it, it would have happened. So we need to learn to stand under the anointing. And part of that is managing our emotions. Yeah, that's very helpful. Um, and I suppose the, the sort of the, the preparation. And mm. the after preparation or the, you know, the after part that helps you do that probably as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're absolutely right, because the preparation and very often in meetings, I'm not preparing the meeting. Yeah, I'm pre I'm preparing myself. That's really good. Yeah. So, so rather than I... going in and setting up the chairs and making sure everything's perfect, we need to do that for ourselves as well. Yeah, I mean, okay, chairs need set up, absolutely. Yeah. But what we what we used to do is we used to do that way before, yeah. so that before the meeting we had time just to pray. And and when we were leaving vineyard, we had a big school car park, and after all that was done, you know, in the sort of twenty minutes before the service, um, I would go and just walk around the <coughs> fields. Yeah, just to say, Lord, whatever is coming, I want to be able to be a means of pouring out the love of and the grace of God. And I think that's part of looking after ourselves. Definitely. And you gave an example at the Healing Academy um, this month where you were saying as well, like you you like to get to places early so mm -hmm. that you arrive in, you know, in good form and you've got a moment to prepare. And I think that's a really good practical tip, if anything, mm -hmm. is, is your arrival, making sure you're prepared in that respect. Um, yeah. yeah no, Anything you want uh, to add? Uh, no, uh, and, and on that, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? But um it gives you it gives your heart rate time to come down. Yeah. It gives you gives your mind time to be focused. It enables you just to come to that place of rest in the spirit. Whereas if you've literally rushed in two minutes before the so the event starts and you're looking for where do I sit, where do I who's doing this? Mm. And so prepare yourself and and keep in that place of caring for yourself. God gave you you are a temple of the spirit. God gave you your reality so that you could shepherd it and live in it with him. 
Awesome. Thank you, Wes. That's, it's been really helpful. We've looked at the importance um, of looking after ourselves, what we can do, how frequent, all those things. Um, also, just a thought that's come to mind is to talk to other people and see what mm. they do to look after themselves. You know, you might have somebody in your journals or whatever, mm. but talk to your, um, your, your friends to see what they do and be inspired. But let's draw it to a close for now, Wes. And um, we're next week or whenever we release the next podcast, um, we're going to be looking at a question, um, which is how do I know what to pray when I'm praying for others so I'm looking oh, forward good. to that okay yeah so That's we'll catch one. you guys soon and thank you for listening bye-bye bye, -bye. bye. <laughs>